fans, Black Christmas. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. Once again, we are Snack Dabble on ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. Better week than last. We had nobody pass away, so that's it's always a plus. Yeah, no. Uh, last the last week was uh, was a rough one. Yep, sure was. Huh. I'm eating a candy bar, so <laughs> I can get some chocolate. Professional podcasting. Hey. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> that's not one of the low points. <laughs> the podcast is me and the candy bar on there. <laughs> There's many other things we can talk about. <laughs> it brings us down. Like last week, I want to listen to it, man. I talked over you too much. And like every time somebody tried to talk, I kept I kept talking over you. I was like, man, it was more than normal. Soon I was like, I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> that's why I've always kind of been insistent on trying to wear uh, headphones, but. Because that way you can really hear it. Well, I got you turned up really loud. Is it you can't hear me? Or is that is that what? No, well, you don't. So until you have headphones on, you can't really tell that you're talking over somebody. Because a normal conversation, Ooh. you just do it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm try. I'm gonna try my best though. Well, it's because I would you we'd say something. Well, I'd say something, and then you'd start, and I would just, like, cut you off and start talking about what you were trying to answer. And, like, I was answering for you a lot of stuff. Um, so that was, that was, yeah, I got to stop doing that. You're, you're a grown man. You can answer for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it was a good week. You know, I don't think I got out of the house. I actually got out of the house once. I, I went, actually went to the, went to Kroger's on Sunday. I know, Earth, Earth. <laughs> There's coming to an end. I know. I got out of the house. <laughs> Actually, and we got in public. And after an hour, I was ready to kill people. <laughs> so it's time for me to. So it's time for me to get back to the house. <laughs> uh, we we ventured out to Costco earlier this week, and I, I, we were there a little while because we ju- it just opened up, and I wanted to see it. But yeah, by the time we left, I was ready. So I've never been to the Costco. Is it how is it good? Is it better than Sam's? I think so. Mm. Uh, I, I I can tell you that the the selection of so a, a big reason we wanted to go start going is like food and stuff like that, and they have a really good selection of like healthier foods if you're if you're into that. And yeah, I was, I'm actually shocked by the you know the keto and low carb selections they have and stuff like that. You don't see that in a lot of you know big chain stores. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I I really like it, and the prices are good. Um, better if you have like a freezer or a fridge that you can store stuff in, mm-hmm. which we do not at the moment. But still, uh, and we actually got a TV from there a couple weeks ago, and it was decent price. And yeah, no, I like it. Is you got to pay a membership fee like you do at Sam's? Yeah. How much was it? I think it was like sixty dollars for the year for two people. Yeah, that's not bad. No, that's not bad at I think, all. I think it's about what Sam's is, ain't it? Sam's is 45. Sam's is a little cheaper. But. Yeah. Still close. I mean, 15 bucks. That's not. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the fact that, and I like Costco, the fact that they have a higher starting pay than Sam's for their employees. I believe they're 15 or $16 an hour starting out. And well, of uh, course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say this their employees are extremely nice and helpful. Mm, nice. So, and well, I, I, haven't, I haven't been there when they've had all the samples out, but the wife went there when they had the samples and she said it's samples galore. Yeah, I've never been. I've always heard about it. You know, I say it's nicer and 
and then the slams is and uh but uh you know I, I just never had you know I'm trying to think I don't, did Nash, did Nashville did they ever have one uh, I know there's one in the Franklin area yeah Cool Springs area's got one but I don't think they ever that's probably why I've never been because I never out that way but oh yeah, that, yeah I mean that's the reason I'd never been I had no reason to go out of the way to go to Costco but we got one in the backyard so might as well go so how when did it open in Murfreesboro a month ago. Okay, so that's really yeah, it's, new. It's brand new, yeah. Okay. What side of town's it on? Uh, over off New Salem. People listening to this, are, if they're not living in this area, have no idea what we're talking about. I'm, no, I'm trying to think where crap New Salem is myself. <laughs> uh, Warrior Drive crosses it. Not not Church Street, but the other way, on the other end of it. So is it right there, the interstate? Yeah, right at new it. exit? That new exit they put yep. in last, whenever it was? Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. People are like, huh? <laughs> Those three listeners, we've just lost them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, before we get started, I'm talking about real fast. How about the thing that we've been plugging, <clears throat> uh, talking about the uh, WMF gauntlet was um, uh, was this week. Um, I watched it. I watched uh I watched it when Monty sent me the little sneak preview thing, and then uh, I uh, rewatched the parts I was in. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Forget uh, the whole show. Well, I've already seen it. You know, if I wanted to watch something again, I'm just going to watch my part. You know, I've already seen the whole thing. So I'm watch the best part, you know, myself. Yeah. You know? I can only take so much of Stone Cold Chris Danger, you know. <laughs> You've been waiting all week to say that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Ooh. Yeah, he needed um he needed a reality check. Somebody should have gave it to him. I didn't if I would have paid attention. I was worried about my own stuff, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Uh that was the birth of hanging tough. Yeah. That night. The original yeah, the, hanging the tough. OG hanging the OG hanging tough debuted that night. Yeah, it sure did. And uh, Monty put a lot just, of work into this. I could tell because I don't know if you noticed, but some of the music had to be dubbed over. Yeah. And he did. Most people, when they dub it over, you won't hear anything but that music. Yeah. But you can still hear the crowd and the commentary on the way yeah. he dubbed it over. Yeah, I did find it funny that he didn't have to dub over all the music. I was wondering how that works. I know some of it, yeah. I, don't, so think, I, I, I think you can get two types of copyright claims on you. And there's mm-hmm. one towards where it's like, you can use it, but this video can't be monetized. Yeah. And there's the other one that's, you can't use it, and this video won't air as long as this is in it. Yeah. So I guess it just depends on what kind of claim you get against you. Mm. So did you guys come out to New Kids on the Block that night, or no? No. No, we didn't name ourselves yet. Okay. I didn't know what we was going to be a tag team until I got there that night and getting dressed, and he told me what we was going to be doing. I'm like, I was thinking... Okay, my second week back, and I was like, he told me, he said, he's like, we're going to put this guy with you. He needs, he's really green, and he can learn. So, and I don't, I can't remember how real, how green he was till I watched, watched the match, and he was so green. He got really, he improved so much. Um, the, was it eight months, 10 months, 12, almost a year we were together? He improved so, he improved a lot. And, uh, but yeah, he was so, so, he was heady. He was so green. But yeah, they put together. And I don't, I don't, I'm 
trying to remember. I don't know come up with the name because we didn't come up with that night. I think it might, and it might have been the next week. It might have been a couple weeks into it um, that we started calling stuff hanging tough. I don't try to remember. I just remember the thing was hanging tough, Dieter's hanging, Quentin's tough. You know, that was the gimmick. And I don't know how we got the name. I don't know if it was me, Monty, or Dieter come up. I don't know. I can't remember. But we were put together that night. And uh, and then I guess we just realized if we're going to be together for a while. Let's do something with it, you know. So I don't know how you wrestled in a long sleeve shirt. I died. I died. And did you see how I blowed up? I was soaking wet, man. I was soaking wet because there was no air in that place. Everybody in there smoking like a freight train. And it was just it, it, the summertime. I think it was end of June, July. Yeah. June, July-ish, I think, maybe. Did he have a date on it? I don't believe so. I don't think he did either. I'll have to ask him what, what the actual date was. But I want to say it was June, July-ish. It was, oh, it was so hot. I had that long sleeve shirt with, with a, a nylon butcher and leggings. Your knee, elbow pad knee, on knee over your long sleeve shirt. Yeah, elbow uh, elbow pad over that, uh, legging, knee yeah, braces. This isn't an Under Armour long sleeve shirt. This is a long no, this sleeve before Under Armour. Yeah, this is before Under Armour. And if you notice, it's a turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not a regular cut. It's a turtleneck, which I had it rolled down far as I could get it. Yeah. I think the next week's when I went to the – because I remember I think the next week I went and bought me some Ritz dye and uh, dyed me a bunch of white T-shirts. Pink and purple because I, you know, short sleeve as I went. So all I had was long sleeve, I had long sleeve pink and long sleeve purple. And, uh, and it was summertime and there was no air. So it was, it was, I had to, I actually went to short sleeve. I think it might have been the next week or the week after because I was dying, dude, especially working two matches. And your, and your partner, partner Dieter Brock is a, uh, if I remember the gimmick right, it's a Motel 8 porn star. Yeah. He, it was a, he, Monty would sell it. He would make porns, and he would sell them to Motel Eight. Tremendous! And, but so, looking at looking at him, you'd never know it because he just wore black cargo pants. Yeah, and they, then he went to shorts. Well, yeah, because it was hot. Same reason you went to shorts yeah. shirt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know what's funny? He was a school teacher. No way. Yes, that's tremendous. He was, he was a school teacher. I don't know what he does now, but at the time, he was a school teacher in Metro. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm sure he. I mean, I was like, should I take that? That was 20 years ago. So I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the Metro, because he lives in a whole different state now. And I said, I don't even know if he teaches or not. But at the time, he was a Metro teacher. <laughs> you need to see if you Good. can't find those tag titles and have them up on your wall. <laughs> I would love to have those. Would love to have them. I don't know whatever happened to them. Last time, my my favorite was always the arena belt. That was my favorite. That, I love the arena belt because you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the um, Mid-America belt. Silver, really. shiny, really wait, nothing wait. flash. You're, are you talking about the big double-headed chicken TV title? Oh, yeah, double-headed chicken. Was that not, that was the TV title? No, that was the TV title. I like oh, that never one mind. Too. I big red, the big red double-headed chicken. Oh, I liked yeah. it too, but I like, so you might have never seen the arena title then. They might have got rid of it. By the end, that one, the one I'm talking about, um, that was the first well, one. Well, we no, had. no, I, I, I see it because isn't uh, Tommy Big Figure the champion? But that's the that's not the arena title. That's the regular title. Oh, okay. Well, 
Then, then no, um, I didn't see the arena title. I'll find a picture of it and send it to you. All right. So what you think? It might. It just the way. Yeah, I don't think they used it that long. Maybe a year, or maybe when they first when he first started. Um, actually, because I think when they made the big chicken belt, they he stopped using it and started using the big chicken belt as arena title, and then Monty made it the MT TV ten, whatever you want to call it, title. So, but yeah, it, that was yeah, that was the. Um, the first night of hanging tough, so it's a little little um, historic thing for me, you know. That's where it all started. But yeah, <laughs> if you notice, yeah, it was uh, the finish on uh, the first the first one with uh, Shane and insane Shane and Vandy. Uh, it, it was um, it was uh, it was uh, it got a little off course. <laughs> yeah, it got awkward there for a while. Yeah, and because yeah, that was whole thing was about Dieter being green. He he didn't. He got lost and but did you notice the referee that a total blowout of his pants? No, I didn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess it was, yeah, it was in, I'm pretty sure it was in the match before us and then he was in ours with it. Because I don't think he had changed his pants in the when I think he ran back real fast after we beat Mandy and Shane. I think he went back real fast and put on some uh workout pants. Yeah, he had track back pants on in the main event. Yeah, had track pants. Yeah, I think he ran back because the whole crotch was blown out, you know, <laughs> completely gone. So yeah, it was funny. Oh, uh, but yeah, as they said, it didn't probably don't mean a lot to people, but it did to me because that's where where Hanging Tough started at. So and it just you know, one thing just happened out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. So um, but yeah, it was it was uh. I tell you what's really funny about it is we go to the back, we're getting a little heat, we're going to the back, and we walk in the curtain, and all of a sudden you see these hands come out, and you see Monty, the curtain just give them everybody the birds, and he goes back inside. <laughs> he hadn't been out there all night, but <laughs> he just pops out. And I just look like, what? Who the world popped out? Because we already went back in. You know, we're in, and so – he pops out by himself. He just starts see the arms going up, flipping her by the bird. <laughs> oh, I just it tickled me to death. When I saw that. <laughs> There's a little things, you know. But um, anyway, you know, <laughs> so cold, Chris Danger, baby. <laughs> yeah, he was doing wrestling moves and all sorts of stuff. It was wild. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah everybody, definitely go go give it a watch. Uh, another thing, if. <laughs> That always gets me about uh, MTTV uh, that when I watch WMF on it was they would zoom in on random fans. Yeah. And they <laughs> were some, there was a wild crew there. So definitely give the video a watch. I hope we didn't give too many spoilers away, but it's, uh, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, I don't think he's even put what this week's match is going to be, has he? I don't I think know. He got, like, I know one was a mystery match coming up. Uh, so he had like uh, next week and the week after he had up. I don't know if he had next week's on there or not. Well, he didn't when I looked at it. He might, so the, he this, might com- this coming Saturday, the 14th, we get a rematch of the Alabama kid and Kevin the Thug Jones. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> if, they don't get, oh if, if they don't give Kevin a microphone, I'm not going to watch it. Exactly. If they but, don't let him get on the mic. And gonna... <laughs> that uh, the, last one was. That was gold. Um <laughs> The twenty first is Tommy Big Figure versus Bad Brad Blair, and then I gave the, him that name. 
Bad Brad Blair or Tommy Big Fish? No, Bad Brad Blair. <laughs> his name was like, what was his name? Steve Brian Blair, Brad. and they're like, you can't be that. No, like, it was like, like, I think his name was like John Lewis or something. I don't know. We had some common name. And, or what was it? And I was like, no, nah, let's, let's use this. <laughs> and I know it's not the, he's like, I, said, I know it don't sound good, but you can't go out there like being Joe Schmo, you know? Uh, and then the, the 28th is the Saint. Now, a lot in the tennis, uh, in the Nashville or Middle Tennessee circles, this is known as the McMinnville Saint, not the Nashville Saint. Don't want to confuse those two. Um, versus or, Kevin the Thug Jones. <laughs> so what I'm getting is Monty knows where his bread is buttered, and his bread is buttered with Kevin the Thug Jones matches. <laughs> Yeah, they're highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. And you can tell this is 2000, and people of Laverne in 2000 were still in 1982. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's something. So, you, huh? It's, it's something for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really not, would be terrible. Um, on MTV, uh, Middle Tennessee TV uh, channel uh, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> you couldn't air this now. So <laughs> when you think of the stereotypic, typical, whatever, however you say it, Tennessee wrestling crowd, there you go. <laughs> what, what was the old saying? Like, what has... Uh, it's like what has thirty six feet but three teeth? The front row of a wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it, Kevin was. He was. And what is so funny? Kevin is the whitest black person I've ever met. He's a he, redneck, that's for sure. Huh? He's a redneck, that's for sure. Yes, he, he's a country. He is a country boy. Now that's funny because. Somebody he was getting up. Somebody was taking a picture of him for something. He said, "He said I need to throw up some gang signs." You know any gang signs? I was like, "Kevin, I'm white." He's like, "Yeah, but I don't know any." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you got a point." <laughs> He's supposed to be a thug. I need to know. I, I need to do how to do some gang signs for this picture. I'm taking. I was like, and I thought of. I was like, "Yeah, you're right. That's you." <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. Totally different, you know. Just whew, don't let him get on no moonshine. Woo! Right. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. But now he he is a country. He is really country. But uh, but yeah, that that should be entertaining. And, yeah, without a doubt. So if you haven't seen the Gauntlet, go check it out and uh, see the um the debut of Hanging Tough by I guess by accident. I guess. I don't know, but uh, and then check out this Kevin Jones match coming up this weekend. Is it'll be highly entertaining. All right, you'll go get this on the on the road. All right, yeah, let's do that. So, uh, even though you forgot what it was just a few minutes ago, um, <laughs> the match for today is from Houston Wrestling: Terry Funk versus Bob Orton. And you know what? We had the date of the match last week, but I totally forgot it. I did um, too because I didn't want to see. Right. I didn't because I didn't want to see the finish. <laughs> I think I, I, I not everybody did because I was trying not to because I saw the thing I was trying to I saw the, I didn't want to see the finish, so I had to back out of it. But we'll give them the 
the date after it's over, so I'm not going to look it up. I won't see the financial finish yet. <laughs> Uh, but this is uploaded on YouTube uh, by YouTube user Classic Wrestling. Uh, it is Terry Funk versus Bob Orton. Um, and just so you know, if this is, the, you know, just so you know, you have the right one, and it probably will be, but it is 22 minutes and 14 seconds. And if you are all set on zeros, and I'm ready, ready to go. All right. And three, two, one, play. Right. So we've got the Classic Wrestling little logo with the ring there. It's at the summit. Do so you know it's big time? It's at the summit. Oh, handshake. So, oh, you know what? I remember we talked a little bit about this. We're, we were wondering yeah. if this wasn't when, was it Southeastern? No, it was not Southeastern. I'm sorry. Southwest started doing their, tried to do their own world title. Yes. This is the turn, the tournament they had. Okay. Yeah. This was the tournament. And that's when Blanchard broke off. Ties basically with everybody, and um, try to have his own world champion. Basically, only it was it was Southwest and Larry Matisic's upstart promotion uh, used a lot of these. Would use some of the guys because Matisic was was one of the guys on the. Uh, I remember at the press. Uh, Press thing conference. Real, real quick, who who we got and what is that? Funk in the red. Funk in the red. Orton in the or, yeah, Orton in the blue. Okay, they look they, very similar, don't yeah, they? Yeah, very similar. Uh, Orton's a little more built solidly, but beyond yeah. that, they look very, very so, similar. Yeah. Okay. Now that there's a close up, I can tell that yeah. we are getting a lot of from behind, and they both have the exact same hair. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Horton's is a little more curly, but yeah, they're very similar in shape, size, look. Oh, nice little roll up there. And they've been going this entire time. Yeah, they had a headlock. They they were round and round with a headlock, yeah. And Terry's sliding back. Yeah, they they hit a headlock on Funk, but it was constant movement. Yeah, they're very similar in size and everything. Yeah, I mean that that's why I had the the clarify. I thought uh Terry was in the red because of the boots. You know, that's a no. style he rocked there for a while, but I wasn't sure. Oh man, those elbows look nice. Look at those. I mean that's oh, looking good. Man, those elbows are crisp back in the side headlock. Man. Working that head. Yeah, funk's um He's got a curly hair at this 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 point. Oh, oh, oh! No, so the Tommy Day drop right behind. Oh, rolls him up, rolls through, kicks out. Whoa! Oh, he smacked him. <laughs> oh, man. yeah, it's got a little pace going. Hey, they they got a good pace and they're aggressive and it's real wrestling oriented. Yeah, it's really aggressive wrestling. Yeah. Now they're lock up. And those ropes look really loose. Oh, nice knee. No, the everything they're doing is looks like really snug. Oh, there it is. So you can tell this is Southwest with the green ropes. <laughs> yeah, well, they always oh. have the green. Yeah. 
has a nice small package or what Sully call it inside cradle. Yeah, yeah, inside cradle. I don't think he ever called it a small package, did he? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he was always in. I always I had to get technical on us. <laughs> I, I remember uh, one match. What was it? Somebody called a Pat O'Connor a rolling reverse cradle, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> but you, you watch old, you know, old, old stuff, and that's what it was called. But yeah, I'm like, I don't know what that is. It's like Orton's got a he got a bear hug, yeah, a bear hug on him. He squeezed he got a bear hug on Funk. He's squeezing it. I think Funk was gonna punch me. Working the bear hug. A big slam. Oh, backbreaker. Wow. What did he drop the knee? Is he on? I don't like where did he hit him at with the knee? Going for the back, uh, bear hug again. Like how you see him in the shoulder, he's going all the way down to one knee when he hit him with the shoulder. And the corner. I like how the turnbuckle pads are literally just like leather covers. Yeah, they're tiny. Like, I think that might be less protection than Memphis's nine wraps of duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Those elbows to the back of the neck are – man, those look good. Look at that. Oh, man. Can't break the bear hug, though. Well, we all know Bob Orton was, you know, the master of the bear hug. Yeah, it's like I've never, I've never seen him do a bear hug. Funk's trying to wedge his arms to get up out of it. He's got his arm. Is he going for Kimura? <laughs> oh, nice elbow. You know, that that's another hold that back in the 80s they could just sit in. And now, like, yeah. if that got hooked and somebody didn't tap within 10 seconds, everyone would be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, those buckles are right. They got buckles. He sold like a champ because it's really small. And there's no pad. You can tell there's no padding in them. It's just a cover over it. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's just a leather cover with eyelets in it. Yeah, there's no pad in the in the of, in, underneath that cover. Is Funk wearing trace knee pads? Uh, might be. Wow. Holy smokes! I think they are. Dang, that's probably the first or earliest I've seen some trace. Or is that just old ones? They're just they're. And they got the backs cut out of them. No, they're, they're, definitely, they're definitely not the old Wilsons or bikes or whatever, whoever yeah. made the, the big old pads, but. Yeah. He's sticking to that bear hug again. But what funk? Has he got him? He's got his head somehow. Well, he did. Well, yeah, he does his head like wrapped in a clinch almost. Yeah. Oh, it's a headlock. Oh, that looked good. Yeah, because he just got out of, the, out of a bear hug and he picked him up and suplexed him. Ooh. Oh, dang. That wow. old running Terry Funk headbutt and that looks snug. Oh. Harley's wow. somewhere hot right now. He's like, hey, kid, you're still on my move. <laughs> I've only oh, got Oh, gosh. 
was like, Terry's gonna sell it now. I knew it was like he's yeah. gonna get me he's gonna he's gonna I knew he's gonna take a bump. I knew it was like he's gonna sell it. He made like four of those. This has been good back and forth. Oh man, everything they're oh what a freaking bump. Holy smokes, that was nice. And it wasn't so deliberate looking, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could tell, you know, it was work, but, you know. It, Bob Orr was good. such a freaking nature. He was over underrated, man. Brilliant. I think his stint with the Poffos hurt him. I think he, he just had that stink. And then, you know, then he was Piper second, which – Fan-wise, you think he's the crony, which he was really the glue it, that held it together, you know? Yeah. Which usually the crony is the better worker. You know, that's like Raven. Oh, he just slapped Funk. Oh, here comes Funk. Oh, he's fired up now. Here he goes. <laughs> uh, Orton powders out. <laughs> it's like Stevie Richard was a lot better all around than Raven. It made well, Raven even more. Raven was awesome. Raven was just lazy and drugged at that time. And he even says that. I know, but I'm just saying that to get that gimmick over. Yeah, no. Stevie's, Stevie's work was excellent. And it, who's that dude? He looked familiar. The referee. He's, the referee. He's what? He's the jacked referee. Is that Nick Kozak? Might be. He looks familiar. I yeah, he's he has to be a he used to be a worker because he's got some soap. Oh, back at it. Is he Mom's wearing, is the, he wearing the, the K and H ref pants? I think so. He's got looks like he's got white boots. Big slam by Orton. Oh, Funk grabs the arm again. Oh, oh, almost had a ref, ref bump. But look at Funk swinging. I, I love just the little stuff, the body language. Yeah. The posturing. Yeah, that's that's what's making all this. I mean, yeah, they're laying everything in. It's snug, tight. But all the stuff in between the moves and the hits and all that is what's two great workers. And, and I want to I point out something, too, because I literally had this conversation today. Uh, with a, a younger wrestler, and he was talking about how he watches a lot of oh! Oh, oh, I didn't mean to cut y'all. He just drilled. Oh, yeah, we got picture people down. I just sent out two photographers. Wow. <laughs> this match is getting wild. I didn't mean to cut y'all. Oh, you know, oh, that was awesome. Dang. Wow, look at Funk selling those punches. But he was talking, uh -huh. so he's talking about how wrestlers back in this day. Like they didn't focus on their body. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, they're not going to the gym. And I go, yes and no. I go, no matter the rest <laughs> of the body, look at their legs. I'm sorry, look at Funk selling. He's all over the place. I didn't mean to cut you off again. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm done. Not, I already I said it. But it's like, look at their legs. Like they. They're getting constant cardio, regardless of what the rest of their body looks yep. like. Look at their legs. 
At no point yeah. in the eighties did you see a wrestler with fat legs. No. Yeah, besides like the Bundies and stuff who didn't. Who oh never yeah. Long. But you know what I mean. But. Oh. You know, yeah, he, yeah. Even Dicky Murdoch with his big beer gut always had yeah. shaped legs. Yeah. But Man. They went and they squatted, and you know what I mean. Look at Funk just oh look at he is so love this. Oh, it's so good. It it is it is weird for a baby face cell though, you know what I mean? But are they who's the hell? Who's I don't think there's really either, you know? Yeah. That's I, I'm thing. just going off the story the what the story seems of the match is funk definitely more the baby face. Oh, oh. what a wild wild driver. He protected him big time on that one. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> and it's funk in Texas. If he was a heel, they're not. Everybody ain't gonna boo him. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're just like that's Terry. Like that's how yeah. he reacts. Yeah. But his selling the last five minutes is just. Was that Orton? Was that his finisher for a while? Spinning neck breaker. I think so. Before See, I, he did the, he's always been synonymous with me with the superplex. Yeah, I think it's. I think he was using it before. I could be wrong, but for some reason, before he's using the superplex, I think it's for some reason. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Oh, Funk grabbed the leg. Uh oh. We know what that spinning means. Getting ready for spinning. Look at oh, look at Orton. He tried to walk and he just fell down. Awesome. Now Orton is wearing the old school knee pads. Yeah, yeah, he is. It yeah, definitely. Look at, look at Orton. He sounds like he's been shot in the leg. Funk's oh. knees are probably more shot than Orton's at this point, so he needs the better yeah. padding of the trace. Yeah. Because say what you want about those old school knee pads. They don't have good padding. Ooh. Yeah, they, yeah. There you go, spinning toe hold. Yeah. Oh, oh, right the eyes. Oh, headlock. They're just going right into stuff. Gosh, look at him. Oh, Big double wreck. knockout. Oh, Funk. I think Funk's fighting it. <laughs> oh, there he goes. <laughs> and Orton's got his foot on the rock for some reason. <laughs> it's like they just went. And did, man, did you see how heavy those ropes were loose? And they hit them going 90 miles an hour. That is a, lot, just... a lot of trust in those ropes. Yep. For a slam, he's wobbly. Oh, he's wobbly. He went down. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that was a Tommy Young, Jerry Calhoun dive, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I think that'd be either one of Tommy Young or Jerry yeah. Calhoun's. Yeah. Each guy is blocking the suplex. Ref's count. What's he counting? I don't I don't oh he's grabbing his tights. Oh, okay. Funk got him up. Funk got the suplex. Okay, I was like, what, what is it counting for? <laughs> they got each other. Okay, it's, gotcha. Dang, he's really paying. He, that's a ref right there. Yeah. He's all. He's in the ropes. He's in the ropes. Look at that top rope. He's just wobbling. It looks like they just ran garden hoses around this ring. Yeah, they their ropes were. I don't remember being this loose, though. Ooh, look at jabs. Nice, nice. Oh, he's he's getting his feet back. Look at him. 
Oh. Oh, the big left. Nope. He's going for his leg again. That is a selling Take clinic. On. Oh, definitely. He's got the toe hole back on him. He's rigid. Oh, oh, nice. But you know he couldn't hook him because his legs hurt. Do you notice that? Yeah. He rolled him, but he can't fully hook him. His legs are up. There he goes again. Oh, drops the leg on it. Yeah, the selling has just been off the charts. Oh. He's got him hooked. He's he's look, Funk's still selling though. He's still selling all the stuff he's took. So he's not. Oh, he's grinding. You see him grinding it? Yeah, it's, it's and that's a that's a and it puts pressure on the hip. I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's not a hip lock because the hip lock's pushing it over, but still. Oh, so, that's nice. Yeah. Look at him taking the ankle. Oh man, that's good. This match is awesome. Wow. I mean, what do you expect with these these two guys? But man, just a little stuff. You just see somebody just sit there in the hole. He's actually grabbing and torquing on that ankle. You they just be sitting there, you know, holding yeah. with the hold. And, but yeah, he's. Was he gonna do this? I'm gonna spread out the groin. Yeah, he's stretching him. He's oh, got his yeah. boot on the other boot, don't he? Yeah, he's got, he's got that boot yeah. trapped. Yeah, he's just grinding on that ankle. Yeah, that, I think he, originally his boot stretching the groin, but I think he's on a toe hold now. Yeah, I think he's got he's got his got his boot now. He's yeah, yeah, yeah he's so, got the got the toe hold. Yeah. Is he gonna step over here in a minute? Probably spin it. It's wearing him down. This is the biggest break they've had in this whole match. Because it's been non. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! I don't think I've ever seen that. He had had his foot in one, had his foot on his face. <laughs> Orton selling that. He's selling his leg. Oh, nice elbow. Another nice elbow. Oh, here we go. Headlock. Oh, hello. That, that was good. I like that the top rope went all the way down to the middle. Yeah. The, actually, probably, it, yeah, that loose ropes helped that spot. Look at Funky Silla. Look at him like he's, he's gagging. <laughs> he's like he's about to puke because he's got his nuts pushed up to his stomach. <laughs> Uh-oh. What we got here? Was that the stomach or the goods? No, that was stomach. Okay. That's like he's working he on the goods. He pushed them back down for Terry. There you go, yeah. The ropes pushed them up. and There's Thaz. Thaz getting a nice, nice look at Terry's butt. Yeah. Oh, nice kick. Ref pushing Orton back. There we go. If we have something here, they're going to bump out on this. 
What's he going? Oh, we'll take a post. Oh, dude, that looked good. My. Funk's facials right now are really good. Oh, dude, that's a nice knee. Yeah, it was. It's probably fun to get no color off that. Or are we fixing to get it? <laughs> he might be getting it right now. He's aiming. He's really aiming at it, you know? You think he's hard weighing him? Nah. I don't know if Funk can be hard weighed. Huh? I don't know if Funk can be hard weighed. Harley got him that match we watched, remember? That's true, yeah. But he would have already got it now off the front being the pole. Like he was just working his head. Look at Funk just bouncing down. He's all over the his selling and he just oh my gosh, he's just all over the oh headlock. Oh <laughs> Oh, the sell of that was tremendous. Yes, it was, wasn't it? The rubber legs and everything. Yes. Wow. Look at those punches. Look at this. What's he going to do? Whoa, the running Tommy knee drop. Boom. Oh. Oh, my gosh. What did you say? He fell out of the ropes. Oh, this is so good. This is just arms and legs everywhere. Rev trying to break them up. No, Rev, that was good. Did he stop the match? Uh, I'm turning the Where's sound he, up right now. Is he warning? Time him? limit draw. Oh, that was. Hold on. What was the? It's declared a draw. They're going to flip a coin for the There's winner. There's Madison and Fez. Larry Madison and Fez in the ring. They're going to flip a coin for the winner. Terry Funk won? Wow. Would it have a 20-minute time limit? I think so, yeah. Wow. Gosh, that went by fast, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Oh, what he was doing, I was, what he was trying to do, I didn't like, cut it off. Yeah, all right, that's went. all. Man, that was – oh, that was good stuff right there, boy. So to go, to go through the little history of that, Funk actually doesn't go to the finals. I saw that. Funk gets quote-unquote injured. I'm thinking not putting Adrian Adonis over, um, but Bob Orton goes to the finals. That's what – yeah, that's why I was that – kind of, that's why I was kind of shocked when I just saw that. Yeah, because the finals was Orton and Adonis. Yeah, I'm wondering. Gets presented the belt by Fez. And the next champion is Scott Casey. (laughs) And then the title's retired. Retired. uh, retired. Yeah, then they dropped it. And and then they picked back up with AWA, didn't they? Didn't they start back up? Having Bachmann come back in, Southwest, right before they um, 
for uh, Blanchard sold and it became Texas All Star. Hmm, I, I, I'm what, not sure what the SC did. What year was this again? Uh, this was '83. Um, and the so yeah, the promotion was sold in '85. Yeah. Um, I want to say after they dropped doing this world thing, um, they started. Uh, I want to say they started back using AWA guys again. I could be wrong, but for some reason, I'm thinking that um, is that. I think I saw Bockwinkle on one of their TVs after this, defending the belt. I said I could be wrong on the dates because my brain don't function like no, it used that, to. That makes sense. They may have gone to uh, to AWA after not being able to do it on their own. Yeah, they just it, – it didn't um, – It, it didn't take off like it, like I thought it was going to. Um, now, Madison being there, you know, like I said, they, I know they were, when Madison was doing his, when he started up <clears throat> uh, and was running against, um, against Harley and Geigel, um, he was using a lot of Southwell guys like Tully, uh, Scott Casey. Um, i trying to think of some other guy, But, yeah, they, he was using some of the Southwest guys um, at that time. But, you know, the really uh, funk being on this because this was – you know, they pulled out from the rest of the Texas offices and they're doing their own thing. But Funk being an AWA mainstay, you know, it kind of kind of make you think a little bit, yeah? What was the date on this again? Uh, let's see. We actually never uh, get the get the date, but let's see. Let me go to the World Heavyweight Championship. It was May 26th, 1983. Okay. Because I'm looking at Funk by Wrestling Database. He worked Maple Leaf that month, which was, they were in NWA at that time. I do believe. Okay, he worked Odessa, which was Southwest. And he worked the Houston show. I'm going to look and see where else he worked in 83. Because that's just, with him being a um, an NWA, I mean, is it really run, you know, I think everybody knew it wasn't going to last, them being having a world champion and being their own thing. Um, so, you know, I just wondered if, if Funk, I don't know what's the word, over, 
they let Funk do it, you know. Well, and this has Funk already started in movies and only comes back every now and then? No, like he's doing a lot of Japan. I'm going to pull up his Japan stuff from that year. I think he was mostly in Japan. Um, he was in Japan for April, all of April. He went back and did all of August, all of uh, September. I don't know if he worked in the NWA territories. I only pull the rest of his thing up. Uh, yeah, all the way through September. Uh, he was off October. He came back to all Japan in November. Worked all November. And it looks like most of December. Yeah. Most of December. And let's see where he was at when he went on those tours. But you know he's always he was always the NWA mainstay, so it kind of kind of just made me wonder about that. Let's see where because he worked Maple Leaf. I said that that they were NWA at the time. Southwest says USW. So he worked Memphis in '83. See what they got. Dang, he worked Nashville and Memphis January of '83. He did TV. He's babyface. Check this out. January 80, uh, January 29th, 1983, Nashville Fairgrounds Sports Arena. Bobby Eaton, Sabu the Wild Man, and Carl Fergie versus Jerry Lawler, Sweet Brown Sugar, and Terry Funk. Oh, wow. um, that morning on the TV, Terry Funk, Jerry Lawler, Coco Ware, which was Sweet Brown Sugar, defeated Jesse Barr, Marauder 1 and 2. I don't know who they were. And then that Monday night, actually they ran it on a Sunday, according to this which they've been known to run Memphis on some Sundays sometimes. At the Coliseum, Terry Funk, Jerry Lawler, Coco Werby, Bobby Eaton, Carl Fergie, and Sabu, the Wild Man, and Texas Death Match. So, and at the time, uh, if I can remember right, that was one of those times when Jarrett Memphis, you know, Jerry Jarrett, I call it Jarrett Promotion. They were in between AWA and NWA again. So that time might have been a, they might have been an NWA territory. So let's see, there's an MMP. What is MMP? Um, it says MMP. It says Amarillo. Who in the world's MMP? I don't ever heard of that promotion. Have you? Mm-mm. If it's M, if it's Amarillo, that would have been Southwest's territory, wasn't it? No, I don't know who who was running Amarillo in the early '80s. Was that one of okay Mur- Murdoch and? That's what I say Murdoch and uh, Mulligan, but that was they were done done by then in '82, wasn't they? Huh. This is what year we supposed to be in? Did I hit the wrong thing? This is 83. 83. Yeah, I hit the wrong thing. Sorry. Yeah, the he did the Memphis in 83. Um, the Amarillo he did, it says it's for world class. Okay, that makes more sense. He worked Brody. Um, they were still with NWA, but they were. Okay, here's NWA. See what he worked. He worked all of February for, um, for Mid-Atlantic and Georgia Championship Wrestling. So he worked some NWA dates first year, then he went all Japan, basically did all Japan and Southwest. So I guess there's no Florida or nothing on that. Hmm. Maybe they were just paying him more money for to do the Southwest stuff. Yeah, maybe he's just booking his own shots. I think that's what he's doing in between his um because he did like I said he worked, what was it, five months? Was it five or six months out of the year in Japan that year? So he might have had to have. 
Yeah. You know, you know, to because I mean, if you're mid Atlantic, you're gonna, you know, or Florida, you're gonna, if you're gonna bring in funk just for a month, I mean, you really can't do much. You know, you want to bring him in, you're gonna pay him good to really not work a program or nothing. So you really, you know, it wouldn't be feasible. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't. It's like you're bringing him in. You're, you're not getting to use him to what you need to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Absolutely. So I'm thinking that's why he did the Memphis. Uh, in between his Japan shots, he did Memphis, um, the Southwest, and did his world class. Now, going to Orton, because I think, or like I said, I think last week was talking about how Orton, I think he was the first of the ICW Poffo defector. Um, him and Roop left around the same time. Um, and we do know he, he did end up in uh, Mid-Atlantic because he was part of the, um, so he was, he was part of the, the Harley race. Bounty with um, what helped me out, um, Slater. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, where did he work in between Poffos and that time? Which had to be this. So I'm going to see where he worked in 83. Um, I know he had a, a short stint in um, for Watts around that time period. I think him and Root might have both, because I know that's where Root, I think, first went after he left um, Poffos. It was either to Georgia or or to uh, it was either to Georgia or it was to Watts. I know I'm boring people on this stuff, but uh, I, this is the stuff I find interesting, and I probably knew it at one time, but my brain's so so. In '83, let's see, early '83, he went to Kansas City and worked for Geigel, which that was one. Even though Geigel, I think, was the president of the NWA. Let's see where else he worked. Maple well, Leaf. Really Huh? They couldn't really afford to be picky. Yeah, true. Worked Southwest. Oh, he worked uh, for Bruiser in WWA. Yeah, early. He worked in uh, February and April. He did about four or five shots for Bruiser. Looked like he did his TV taping. Yeah. Worked like three, four shows for Bruiser and did his TV. So kind of like he was he was floating around. He did some New Japan stuff. Um, ooh, did a lot of New Japan. Yeah, a lot of New Japan. Yeah, I think he, he floated around, it looks like, a lot in 83. Um, let's see what he did. Because I want to say he left Poffos in 80, early 82. Um, actually, the Poffos at 81. And then he went, actually, he went to Watts. Hmm. I know I'm boring you and everybody else listening to this, but I just think it's really interesting because a lot of cause those Poffo guys, they really, his last match for Poffos was. August of 81. I mean, they rubbed a lot of people, Poffos, the wrong way. So those guys, but I guess with it being Orton, let's see when he started. So he went to, he actually worked for Watts. Wow. He started with Watts right out of one of the Poffos. And that's really shocking because Watts was so old school and stern, you know, and way Poffos did business. And they, you know, from also heard that, you know, the, that all those guys, had the stink on him from it. A lot of people didn't want to book him. His last mm-hmm. match, he, two Maybe days later, he was working. Go ahead. He was working for he was working for Watts two days later, and they put the, the Mississippi title on him. Huh. Wow. I guess Watts had that philosophy. Well, they went and run offices against me, you know? Yeah. And, and Orton was just a great worker, so I guess Watts didn't think and didn't care. Wow. Yeah, he worked for Watts. Next, two days later, he started with Watts. It looked like he worked for Watts for a while. Looks like all the way to the end of the year. Yeah, sure did. Wow. Huh. Learn something new every day. 
I guess there's the, the undercard guys that had the stink and couldn't get booked nowhere. <laughs> I guess if you was Orton and Root, the main two main guys, especially Orton, I, that match right there proved he's one of the best. But get back to you know, I think like I said he had he was with Papos for what three years, seventy nine, eighty eighty one, and you know I guess it's I guess it's just those territory guys that don't didn't get you know his main he didn't get on mainstream until. You know, he, like I said, he went to WF, and he was the, the basically the I hate to use the word flunky, but that's basically what it. You know, the he the uh, the uh, the guy the uh, pin guy for the for the for the team. Basically, what you know, he was he he'd take the pin, you know the pins so Piper wouldn't have to. You know, and uh, he took very few pins though. Who Orton who took very few pins. Well, he, yeah, but compared to Piper, <laughs> yeah, Orton well, was the one who took the big pin. Yeah, but then with that, it turned him babyface, so it made sense, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, because that's the whole thing was I was always, I didn't understand, why did Orton, not, why are you winning the match? Until, you know, I got smarter. I was like, well, he wasn't supposed to be because Orton was in there so they could turn him babyface. Orton had to be the one to hit him, you know? So he gets pinned, he gets mad and turn babyface. Um, I know we're getting way off subject. Uh, but people talk about, they, people say that when, then they turned Orton babyface, and then they turned him back heel. Obviously, they said they shouldn't put the belt on or on uh, Orndorff. Do you think they should have? No, I think it was. I think he could have carried it, but for what Vince was building, I don't think at, at time wise it wasn't. Hogan was too hot. Yeah, definitely. Oh gosh, I, I love but, Paul Orndorff, but Hogan was too hot. Yeah, I just wish his run could have been a couple years later, and you know, like, you know, because he could have been the one. Like they put it on Savage, they could have put it on Orndorff if it if his run that time period could have been you know what I'm saying if he could have had the same run going a couple years later, you know, I'd say yeah, but at that time there's no way you know my hurt was. You couldn't you'd be dumb to he you Godzilla couldn't have, you know, would make sense to beat Hogan at that time because he was so hot, you know. But getting back to this match, man, was that good or what? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, they took big bumps. But the, the the selling this and you know you always talk about how everybody says that uh, Slater always wanted to be Funk, you know. And which if you watch Slater, he's he's pretty much a carbon copy. Yeah, Orton had his own style. He had a little Funk thrown in there with a little. He had looked like he had a little bit of everybody. Little, yeah, kind of you know, kind of had a little some. I saw a little shades of Murdoch too, a little bit kind of where he'd hit those ropes and. Some of this kind of not, he wouldn't take a back bump, he kind of turned and kind of, you know. Yeah. I, I could say a little Murdoch, a little, he had like he had his own style and it was like a, a mixture, it seemed like, because he was getting wild and leggy. And, uh, but that one part, it was just all arms and legs from both of them. And it was just like, I mean, whoo, that was, I mean, man, just the facials and all the little things in between the, the, the selling, you know, the little, the, just, the, it was great. That was really good. Yeah, that and was fast. an awesome, awesome, awesome selection. Man, they and it was it went. They had a couple. Well, they slowed it down a couple times, but even though they slowed it down, there was like when Funk had that leg, they were slowed it down. But he was wrenching. Remember, he, had, he was wrenching on the ankle. You know. Yeah. Usually, like I said, you know, usually watch it. They just have it hooked and just sitting there. You know, kind of lean back a little bit. He was sitting there just turning and grinding that ankle. So every time they did slow it down, it was that little stuff. That made it so you you wouldn't like just sitting there like okay come on get up you know yeah if he's watching that little 
they were doing it, and it was just just two great workers, you know. Yeah, no, it was awesome. a fantastic match. Yeah, I, I wish it would have went longer. <laughs> it, was, it was a super lame finish by flipping a coin, but I mean, it's all I hate matches in tournaments because they each have those t- short time limits, you know. Yeah. So, but I liked it. it was back and forth. You know, it was, and it was what like today's back and forth. We'll get three moves in, you get three move three moves in. You know, it was back and forth on working body parts. You know. Yeah. Had that bear hug on Funk forever. And, you know, then Funk started working the leg. And then, the arm, you know, it was just, it was really good. Um, you know, everything. And that one bump Funk took uh, wiped out the cameraman. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> they got two of them, man. <laughs> he went sailing through those ropes. And, uh, but yeah, everything they did just looked, uh, looked amazing. Anything else you want to add to it? No, it was just a fantastic match. The sell jobs by everybody were great. It was constant motion, and I think that's what like really makes a match stand out is constant motion. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Like I said, I know I've done it four or five times, but every time they did slow it down and grab, worked up, worked a hold on somebody, it wasn't just you grab it and just sit there in it. There was always something moving, even though they were, you know, in a hold. So yeah, that was. That match could hold up today, you think? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because, you know, like I say, you know, nowadays matches are so fast-paced. I think that would hold up today because it was constant movement, you know? I mean, there's no dives or nothing, <laughs> but uh, I think that would hold up today because it, it was constant It was constant movement and, and something going on, you know? All right, I give that a, definitely two thumbs up on that one. So where are we going next week? Uh, so next week we are going to Tokyo, Japan. Um, and it is going to be, let's see, what's the date on this? December 12th, 1991. Uh, it's not New Japan. It's not All Japan. It's actually a co-promotion, but Super World Sports, the match, Hulk Hogan versus Janichiro Tenru. Oh. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big show. Uh, I, believe it's, I believe we're in the Dome. Yeah, this has got to be the Dome. I'm saying probably has to. Um, so it's red and yellow Hulkster, but it's Hulkster in Japan. Yeah, he always brought it in Japan, no matter if he was working for New York, he still brought it. Yeah, and so. it's really, I don't know, it's just a really interesting thing that a, a lot of people forget happened. And the ring is set up interesting, right? So, uh, I've, I noticed because I'm just I'm is slipping it platformed through. up or something. Well, so t- I'm talking turnbuckles wise, so like okay. there's some WWF turnbuckles. And then there's some uh, the SWS okay. turnbuckles. So whose so, promotion was SW, the, the Japanese promotion? Who was it? Uh, let's see. Da-da-da. So this is what what Tenru left to join, if I remember. Okay, I thought right. thought I thought I thought Tenru had something new. I wasn't sure. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da. I'm trying to see. And, and the motto was straight and strong, and their oh. mascot was a T Rex. <laughs> It, All right. <laughs> yeah, this is wild. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see who trying to see who uh was the owner of it. Ah, okay. So when he left all Japan, when Tenru left all Japan, he left all Japan to become a spokesmodel from a gain super, which is the best the best known makers of eyeglasses in Japan. Um <laughs> and that company ended up using him for a launching pad. Uh, for a new pro wrestling circuit, which ended up being the SWS. 
Um, and the executive's name was Hachiro Tanaka. And it was Super World of Sports. Okay. Huh. But they had, uh, let's see, I'm trying to see who, uh, any of these names in their roster. Uh, they, they had great Kabuki. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, I'm sure some of these guys are like really popular names, but I, I don't know some yeah. of them. <laughs> but obviously, Tenru was massive. I mean, he was supposed to be the guy to be to go over uh, Joe Jumbo. Jumbo, but yeah, wow. Oh, okay. So they had like Grand Kama- Grand Hamada come through, Ultimo Dragon. Okay. This is this crush, but I don't. Hey, hey, Jerry Flynn worked there. Oh, Lightning Foot. Oh, Lightning. Lightning foot Jerry Flynn. <laughs> um, let's see, Minoru Suzuki, Yoshiaka Fujiwara. Um, oh, here's the guys Jim that came came through: Killer Tim Brooks, Chavo Senior, Double J, Kenny the Striker, um, Bob Orton Jr., Rochester Roadblock. Oh yeah, yeah, the big dude Roadblock. Yeah, he's um, carrying. Remember, he's carrying the. Oh, I remember Roadblock out. very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a guy named Jeff Wheeler and a guy named Snake Williams. Jeff Wheeler sounds familiar. Snake Williams. So Snake Williams. Yes, yeah, Snake Williams does. Uh, Samoan SWAT team: Jerry Morrow, Chris Adams, Morrow. Kato Kung Lei. Uh, Jerry Morrow was a mainstay in um, Stampede. Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, El Dandy, and who are you to doubt El Dandy? Oh, I like uh, El Dandy. Yeah, I like me. Silver King a little more, but El Dandy was good. I like uh, them there together. They had some Jerry Estrada, some Blue Panther. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they had some. And then, so obviously they had to deal with WWE, so I'm not going yeah. to like name all the WWE guys that went there. Yeah. But, uh, did I say, yeah, I said Tim Brooks. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Tenru, Kabuki. I want to go through the Japanese names, see if any of them just stick out. And I apologize for any Jap- you know, Japanese wrestling fans. <laughs> oh, Kendo Nagasaki. Okay. Uh, and again, I'm just going on ones that just hop out at me. So yeah, but yeah, that's all the ones I know that hop out at me. Um, just you know, just reading them. Oh, King Haku was there, so you know. Okay. But yeah, so uh, I think it'll be interesting. And like I said, it'll, it'll be cool because you know this is slightly old, older Hogan, you know, but it's him and Tenru. It's going to be wrestling. We'll probably see, you know, what, what were some of Hogan's go tos. In Japan, STFs and uh, Inzagiri, stuff like that. All right, so that is the match for next week. Really looking forward to it. Um, but with that, I, I do have to say... Um, Hold on one thing. Hold on one thing. Yeah. I'll forget. Remember last week when the when they were walking out and, we, and I said, that guy looked familiar? I know yeah. who it was. It was Akiyama. Oh, okay. It was a young Akiyama. Yeah. That makes perfect That's sense. That's it was. Yeah, um, but, I yeah. started to cut you off, but I, I was like, if I don't say it now, I'll forget. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the re- we would want to go ahead and uh, wish a, a fond farewell to uh, Dominique Danucci, who passed away today at uh, 89 years old. Oh, Literally no. just broke online. Yep. Oh, man. That sucks. Yeah, unfortunate loss there. Uh, trainer of Bruno San Martino, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, no, or no? That I don't know. The uh, uh, I know I know for sure Mick Foley and Shane and, Douglas. Yeah, and Mark Curtis. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, Mark Curtis. Friend. I'm pretty sure because he was in. He, I want to say he was in that group there. I want to say he was. Okay. So, um, I think he trained uh, 
our favorite Memphis 87 wrestler, Soul Train Jones, I think, too. Don't put that evil on Dominic. <laughs> Man, the guy just passed away. Don't be talking that kind of smack. <laughs> yeah, well. You don't speak ill of the dead. Don't do not do that. <laughs> well, that sucks, man. Um, I say he was a really nice dude. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Some other people he listed that he trained. Cody Michaels, who I'm not familiar with. Yeah, Cody Michaels. Um, he's the one that Jerry Jarrett left Memphis in um, Dallas Hospital with a broken neck. Oh, well, there you go. Um, and a guy named Preston Steele. Um, independent guy up in the northwest. I mean, northeast. Uh, early nineties, one of those early ninety indie guys that was did a lot of indie stuff up there. Uh, says he trained Moondog Spot as well. I don't know about that. That kind of sounds kind of. I ain't saying it, it, it's it didn't happen, but it seemed like he's a Southern boy. He seemed like he would have, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's, that's just what I'm just going off. I, his, I, uh, yeah, I say you know it's wrong, but it just it just kind of sounds a little odd that he would went up north and got trained. But crazier things have happened. So, but that's wild, man. But How old did you say he was? Eighty-nine. So he had a he had a long he had, life. He had a good long run. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was one of the mainstays for Vince Senior up in that area for a long time. Yeah, and like a, a perennial used babyface. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he not top of the card guy, but you know, good lower to upper mid card. He was kind of like uh, he was the babyface. Mid card guy and Baron Secluna was like the mid card hill guy, you know. Yeah. Forever it seemed like, yeah, yeah. Um, another one of those uh, ethnic ethnic baby faces for the, uh, that that was over up in the northeast, you know. Yeah, yeah. The Vince Senior salivated him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he knew what he's crazy. He knew his crowds, you know. Yeah. So then you had you know Bruno the top one top you know baby face, and then he was the mid card top baby, you know the top you know. That the ethnic group, you know, so they had yeah. the, the Bruno was a top guy, and then they always had the mid card of of Dominic. So yeah, well, he's in a better place. It's um, it's still sad when somebody goes. But he had a good career and was you know so got rest his soul. But yeah, that's sad. It just it just brought us back down, man. <laughs> yeah, but at least this one didn't go so you know suddenly and too young. Yeah, but uh, dude, you see where. Chris Jericho gave five thousand dollars to Bobby Eaton's fund. I did. Jer- Jericho's notorious about that. That's kind of his he is. his number. Yeah, that's that's really cool, man. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Did you listen to the Cornet podcast? I I did. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it it wrecked me. I was doing really good uh, about keeping my composure, especially with with Bert and Bobby passing. And then I listened to the Cornette podcast and I couldn't keep the tears in anymore. And it was, uh, I, I would, I would cry, then I'd start laughing. And then he'd tell another story and I'd cry again and start laughing. But it was like the very first, I was like, oh my gosh. And then at the end, man, and that really got me. Because I only heard a few people call him Bobby Lee. And Hutto is about the only people I heard calling, really calling Bobby Lee. Because I said, that's what he grew up being called. So when yeah. he said it, so that really, like I can't stand Cornette as a person. I think he's one of the most uneducated idiots out there, except for wrestling. He's the smartest guy I know about wrestling, but in real life, he's one of the most dumbest people I ever know. So it, but him actually showed emotion that, that got me, you know, because he don't show emotion, you know, like like that, you know. Yeah, it's always mad, pissed off emotion at people, 
for him to actually, you know, it's like he had, actually had a heart, you know, actually was human about something and it broke him, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, it, it, at the end, that, it got me at the end. But uh, yeah, that was um, pretty rough. Yes, it was. Um, trying to think. Oh, I started listening to the uh, Robert Fuller's, I picked back up on his uh, podcast. I hadn't listened to him in about two years. <laughs> you know, he's not with Arcadian Just, Vanguard anymore, right? I'm, only person is with him uh, with last is Cornette. He yeah. dropped uh, John Rizzi too. Yep. So I'm thinking I'm wondering about that. If he's just going to do Cornette only and do his what every four month six oh five. Yeah, every four month nine hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, because I thought him and Al Rizzi were big buddies. So yeah, I wonder what happened. I makes you wonder. It makes you wonder if he's. Going to take time to do something because you know he bought all the uh, what's the uh, wrestling news and all that stuff, Norm mm-hmm. Kitesers and all that stuff, yeah. that whole collection. He bought all that, so I'm wondering if he dropped that stuff and he's going to take time to actually work on something with that. So I mean, think how much stuff he he's got. He's going to have to go, you know, go through and all that. And maybe he got he took over Kayfabe Memories message board. So I'm just wondering if he's fixing to do. Just do cornets, and then he has some kind of big project. Could be. It'll be interesting. Like, so he got the, you know, oh, he's got, like I said, when he bought all that stuff, the wrestling news, she's, uh, you know, just the amount of material he has is going to be amazing. It's amazing, you know? Yeah. So, but, yeah, I don't know. Dude, man, that Arn, have you been listening to the Arn ones? Those would be Arn ones, too, yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing a Joe LaDuke face? <laughs> I can't. I can't see you. So you can't. Oh, now I can. <laughs> was, I didn't know you were even there. I was still showing the uh, just the couch. So I was just making faces. I thought you <laughs> never. I thought you never turned the camera back around. Yeah. <laughs> now Zoom just froze up. That's funny. Oh, you built on. I'm, I think I'm two weeks behind. But man, that's good stuff. That I like the way they're doing it. Now going in is started. You know, his career started out and going in order. I think it's really neat. Um, those Jeff right. Jarrett podcasts are really – they got to cut those down, man. Nah. Those are marathons. Two and a half hours? Two and a half hours good, is nothing. What? Two and a half hours is nothing for a Conrad podcast. What do you mean? He had some Bruce Pritchard podcasts that went five hours. Really? I believe so. Wow. Holy shit. I know there's been three plus. Dang. Wow. So I don't listen to those, so. Yeah, wow. You get, yeah, I listen to Joe Rogan experience. Two and a half hours is nothing. I don't listen to, I listen to a couple of Rogans, but I just ain't got time. That's like, you know, we need to plug your my, your stuff on them. Yeah, I didn't get to watch it yet uh, because uh, I've been watching all these little league baseball games, all the regionals and stuff. They're getting ready to go to, to Williamsport for the World Series. So the last two weeks, that's all I've been doing is watching little league baseball. So I didn't get to watch your. Your uh, your NWA stuff yet? Oh, Tyrus Monday and Tuesday night. Guess what he was at, on on Gutfeld? Did you hear? Did you hear about it? Yeah, you act like I don't know. I oh, work I for the, I work for the company. What? No, he actually had the belt with him. I know. I don't know if you knew. He, I didn't know you watched Gutfeld. I I don't. I oh, how you know he had the belt on there on the show with him? Follow Tyrus on social media. Oh, okay. Now they're <laughs> coming to Nashville. Who? Gut, Gutfeld show. I didn't know it was something that traveled. Yeah. So they're they're just I don't know if they're going they're they're going to do some shows from Nashville. I'd love to go, but I'd, that'd have to make getting out of the house and you know. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, but he had the belt with him mm-hmm. both nights. He was on there. Oh yeah. And I, that that's team man, he 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 um whatever they pay him, ain't nowhere amount of money of publicity he's getting them off that show. And that's the number one night show, nighttime show, late night show. And he's on there promoting that. Man, that's that's big money right there. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And he's basically doing it for free. But yeah, because Gutfeld was like, Tyrus in the he's the new NWA TV. He uh, Gutfeld, he plugged it big time, you know, when they when they did the little introduction thing at the beginning. And yeah, he you know, it was, it was yeah, I mean he had it. He had that belt both times. I was, you know, I don't know. Just to me, I think it's really, I don't know, you're like, that's what he's supposed to do. I know, but all those guys, and they, you know. Nah, man, he's, you know, you know what? He's an awesome dude. Yeah. He seems like it. But, I mean, because, like I said, the amount of advertisement that's getting for them on that show, that's priceless, man. Because, I mean, people watch that show. So, yep. but, you know, he didn't have to do it. You know, really, he don't. I mean. And Hogan never did it for TNA. <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know, that's a bad comparing those two. <laughs> but that shows you how he's, he is really a good dude, you know. Because, yeah. you know, I'm sure he's not making a lot of money, you know, compared to what he's, compared to what he has been making at places, you know. So he makes more money at Fox than he does recording. You know, I can't comment on this stuff. I'm going to have to edit it out, right? Because I'm trying to keep my job. Well, you're not commenting. I'm the one talking. I know. You can't put it, you can't put it on there? Uh, okay, well, he's not saying nothing, and I'm looking at him. He's not moving his head up, down, or side to side on any of that. He has no say-so, so if you keep it in there. I don't want you to lose your job. If you got to edit it out to keep your job. <laughs> I just think it's cool that he that he's, you know, doing that one. Yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of guys that's been in his, you know, his position on you know, his spot he's been you know work for the big companies a lot of guys wouldn't do it so i think it's really really cool of him to do so and uh uh that, is that a new belt yeah um i believe there's a couple of them because i know it was on white leather at one point because man it, it, look, on, it was shining dude it looked brand new i think it was on black originally so i've seen it on multiple straps it, it looked brand new it was it's, shining dude it's red <laughs> it right yeah it's the red one it looked good yeah. I think Pope had it on white, if I remember right. Okay. Yeah, it looked good. The, the white looks surprisingly good. We've obviously seen the red and the black. The white looks surprisingly good. I don't think I've seen the seen the white before. I'll have to look it up. But, uh, yeah, tell them where they can go watch that at. Yeah, so NWA Power on Fight TV. Uh, every week you have to subscribe. But the most important thing is coming up very, very soon. Uh, it is August the 28th and 29th, also on Fight TV. We are doing back-to-back nights of pay-per-view. August 28th is NWA Empower, an all-women's pay-per-view, uh, produced by Mickey James. Um, and it's looking to be <laughs> absolutely stacked. Uh, they're bringing back the NWA World's Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, okay. And they're also doing a women's gauntlet with the winner receiving a shot at the world women's title on the pay-per-view that's airing the next night nwa 73 the 73rd anniversary of the nwa okay um did they announce somebody recently that's gonna be on there i swear which, i thought i saw a thing on one? the women's on the women's show oh we they've announced a lot 
Uh, and I can pull up that list for you. Somebody, I think I saw something the other day. They announced somebody else is going to be on there the other day. Who was it? Oh, I can't I, well, while I'm looking this up, let me uh, also give a shout out to our sponsor for uh, the NWA events at the Chase Auditorium, Bush Light. That's big time beer. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it is. Absolutely. That's not your. That's not your. Your. Uh, your Milwaukee's best or nothing. You know, it ain't the beast. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but, but honestly, what's more fitting, right? Yeah, it's, it's we'll St. Louis. in St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. And you can't have Coors as your sponsor if you're running in St. Louis. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, I mean, yeah, that, but still, I mean, see. just to get that though, that's really that's that's big time. Yeah, let's see some of these announcements. I think the most recent. Uh, was a young lady named Masha Slamovich. And scrolling through here, uh, Genocide uh, with Taryn, uh, Taryn Terrell will be there. Taryn Terrell, that's I think the one I saw. Yeah, she'll be in, in the corner of Genocide. Okay. Like that's the one I saw. So, there's a name that I've seen somewhere before. I think it's Taryn Terrell. Yeah, and I'm trying to find the list. The list was posted somewhere of everybody who's going to be there. Also uh, on... NWA Empower, uh, Camille will be defending the NWA World Women's Championship against legit Layla Hirsch. And then the championship will be defended the next night against the winner of the uh, Women's Gauntlet. Um, are y'all having a fan thing? We are doing a fan fest both days from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, and you have to get tickets for that at, uh, I believe it's at the NWA website. Don't hold me to that. Follow the NWA on Twitter. They'll have all that information. Um, That's cool. But, yeah, we're doing a fan fest both days. Uh, so the way I understand it, uh, the male talent uh, will do the fan fest before the Empower pay-per-view and then vice versa uh, before the 73 pay-per-view. That's good. That's cool that they're doing that. And then following that, on the 30th and 31st, two long days of power tapings uh, <laughs> in which people can get tickets to be there live, to see it in studio. Uh, Is that at yeah, the Chase so, also? Chase also, man. Cool. Yeah, four days at the Chase. Going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. I think we'll put the round tables, the dinner tables and stuff out like old school. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like know the 50s. setup. But if, like they do, if they do that, every fan needs to show up in a tuxedo. Yeah, you got to dress up and put out the, the old school 1950s yeah. uh, dinner tables. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're getting suits. dinner in a show, you got to dress up. It's it's mandatory jacket and tie, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome, though. That's a really historic building, you know. That's that's really cool. Like I said, I'm going to check it out this uh, your match or whatever you did uh, this weekend. Like I said, I've just been busy watching baseball. So I usually watch it when it – you know, but I hadn't had time. So here we go. Check it out. Also uh, check out the, um, I know we talked about earlier, the WMF, uh, go check out my, uh, my Facebook page, U UWA Fez 1976 on Facebook. I've been putting some, some stuff on there. Um, I try to put some on there once a day, usually some of the stuff I've got from the archives. Um, you'll see Scott Till. I was going to say, speaking of archives, got to say crowbar press. Yeah. Yeah, crowbarpress.com. If you want for history, if you want some history, go check him out and um, see what he's what what he's got new, what he's got old. Because he's got so much older books and stuff that um, they're really good. So go check him out. Um, while we're plugging people, anything else you want to plug? 
I can't think of anything. And, and guys, hey, these, these people were plugging. We we don't get paid to plug this. It's stuff that we no. legitimately like, believe in. They're friends of ours. Uh, so yeah. please go support them. Yeah, we ain't making any money off them. We're doing it just to you know, like they're friends and trying to you know give them a little give them a little rub if we can. You know, because like you know we those are you know things like I said that one is mine. I ain't making no money off that. You know, um, I just think as I said, it's one thing I've always. You know, been interesting is that UWA Fest stuff. So I'm just doing it to get some of the stuff out, the history of it that I got. And uh, Monty, he's definitely making no money off of his stuff. The time he's putting in that to clean up these tapes and stuff. And then we know Scott Till ain't making no money. The man sleeps. I asked him, I said, Do you ever sleep? Because he gets up like at five o'clock every day. Yeah. You know, and goes and starts on his projects. You know, the man has. Four to five books going constantly. And legit, he told me one day that there's some books he's never made a break even on. Through the money he spent and the time he spent on them, he didn't even break even. So he's not making any money. He's doing it because he loves wrestling, loves history, and he wants to get much of it out there he can before it's too late. So, um, so yeah, so go check him out. Because like I said, he's, none of these guys are making money, but we'll just help him out, you know, show him some love. Like I said, but yeah, like I said, Monty, he, he's really doing because um, he's having to really doing a lot of work. That's why like, he's only doing one show a week, one match a week. Yeah, because you, know, you know he's doing it in his free time, and then he's got to you know how, how would you would you have to have your the, the actual camcorder the tapes were from to put them on? I don't know how you would do that. Has to be a pain in the butt. I'm sure. So yeah, so yeah, go check out those guys. You know, uh, for stuff, give them a like and a thing. Uh, we can, what's the thing on? How you doing on YouTube? On Monty? Uh, like, hey, what is it? Like and subscribe. There like you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting here in a minute. I'm, I'm remember I'm an old fart. I can't. Speaking remember of that, problem. if you're listening to this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe us too. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, ring the bell. If you don't like this, do what? Ring the. Uh, click the bell icon so that you'll get a notification every time we put a new video up. Okay, I don't know what that stuff means, but do it what he says. <laughs> Even if you don't like us, hit us hit the like button anyway. <laughs> yeah. Make us feel good about ourselves. All right, well, we've been on, I try to get that hour and 10, 15 minute mark. We went way over it again. So anything else you want to add? Because I got to shut up. If I don't, I'll keep rambling. I'm good. All right, if you're done, I'm done. Stick the fork in her, she's done. For Jeremiah Plunkett, it went charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.